this is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for January and February of 2018. Winter weather blows across North American farm country as another year is gone and we greet 2018. The 2017 growing season was very uneven across North America, but memories of that are fading. Grain prices have suffered under the specter of big crop numbers that have been projected by both the USDA and private analysts throughout 2017. The January USDA report is always the final report on the crop year that passed. On January 12th, USDA released a plethora of crop numbers which will define the grain marketplace for the coming year. On January 12th, the USDA increased 2017 U.S. corn production to 14.6 billion bushels on a harvested acreage of 82.7 million acres. The average yield was increased to 176.6 bushels per acre, which was two bushels above the 2016-17 crop. 2017-18 corn ending stocks were raised to 2.48 billion bushels. The total corn usage was actually reduced to 14.470 billion bushels, down from 14.485 last month. And U.S. exports are down, and U.S. ethanol corn usage was down for December. Corn stored on December 1st was 12.516 billion bushels, which was above trade expectations. The final 2017 soybean production came in at 4.39 billion bushels, which was below trade expectations. The national yield was pegged at 49.1 bushels per acre, which was a reduction from the 49.5 bushels per acre in December. On December 1st, total soybean stocks were 3.157 billion bushels, which was up 9% from a year ago. And the USDA increased soybean ending stocks for 2017 and 18 to 470 million bushels. The harvested acreage for soybeans was up 8% from a year ago at 89.5 million acres, and the winter wheat acreage was pegged at 32.6 million acres, which is the lowest in the U.S. in over a century. On January 12th, corn and soybeans were lower than the last market trends report. Wheat futures were slightly higher. The March 2018 corn futures were at 346 a bushel. The March 2018 soybean futures were at 960 a bushel, and the March 2018 corn wheat futures closed at 420 a bushel. Minneapolis March 2018 wheat futures closed at 612 a bushel, and the September 2018 contract closing at 621 a bushel. Nearby oil futures as of January 12 closed at $64.30 a barrel, up big from the nearby futures of last month of $57.30 a barrel. And the average price for ethanol on January 12 in the U.S., was a dollar fifty U.S. gallon up from last month at a dollar forty-eight a U.S. gallon, and the Canadian dollar noon rate on January twelfth was point seven nine nine seven U.S. up from the point seven seven nine two U.S. reported here last month, and the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at one percent. In Ontario, there has been heavy snowfall in late December and early January, followed by rain and unusually mild weather, and then back to cold again. It is probably not the best for the winter wheat, but of course it is way too early to tell. There are a few cornfields left in the province, with farmers surely looking for the right weather to get those harvested. Ontario basis levels have decreased since late December and early January. The Canadian dollar rising has had something to do with this in wheat and soybeans. However, the corn basis has decreased to some extent, partly because of the big Ontario crop last year. Statistics Canada had predicted 169.5 bushels per acre of corn, but private yields are higher than that. Despite these lower basis levels, Ontario producers are still better off than their American cousins regarding this. 
Now, new Ontario corn demand is in the offing with a proposal from the Ontario government to increase gasoline ethanol blends to 10% by 2020. This is welcome news to Ontario farmers and the environment. Moving to this blend would reduce carbon emissions by 2 megatons per year, and apparently that is equivalent of taking 30,000 cars off the road. And you can access all of our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is market forces are continuing to substantiate the bearish market environment. The January 12th USDA report brought home the fact that the 2017 corn crop in the United States was one for the ages. In fact, if the planted acres had not fallen so much in the spring, ending stocks would have grown even more onerous. The small bullish glimmer came in a cut to U.S. soybean yield. However, 49.1 bushels per acre of soybeans is still substantial. In the corn market, it is getting serious, if you don't think it is already. It is easy for Canadian farmers insulated with a lower Canadian dollar to forget that. For instance, over the last few years, the highs in the corn market have been coming at lower prices, usually in the late spring or summer. This has been followed by new lows established in late summer, early fall. Now, 2017 was exactly like that, and with 2018 in the offing, minus a weather event, lower highs again could be the reality. At the present time, the November soybean futures to December corn futures ratio is running near 2.6 to 1. Now, this favors increased soybean production in the United States versus corn. In fact, this present ratio is slightly lower than last year. But the United States still planted more corn than soybeans in 2017. This is one reason why in the United States it's very difficult to imagine planting less corn versus soybeans in 2018. However, at a certain point, one would think those ratios would become more real. Maybe this is the year, despite corn's great productivity, that the planters will stop early. Now, keep in mind that cash basis levels in some areas of the United States are largely negative for corn. It is the same, albeit better in Ontario, but still negative in the American terms. With our propensity to produce corn in Ontario and our foreign exchange mirage effect on cash prices, sometimes it's easy to forget that. If the trend holds true, cash corn prices in the U.S. would be seriously into the sub-$3 range. The drive to 300 bushel yields does help, but it is a vicious cycle. Now, for corn, with so much of it on the ground, there may be some impetus for changes in the U.S. regarding ethanol. For instance, what about mandated E12 or E15? In some states, like Illinois, corn ending stocks actually increase, and this has led to basis levels which are moribund. The hurt is real, and there will be some soul-searching on planting corn versus soybeans this spring. That debate will certainly rage over the next eight weeks and will probably be compounded by crop conditions in South America. Now, at a certain point, it's reasonable to assume that corn might benefit from higher crude prices and a higher commodity index in general. Now, the March 2018-May 2018 corn future spread is currently minus 8.5 cents U.S. as of January 12th. This is considered bearish. Seasonally, the corn market tends to trend up through early June, and the March contract is currently priced in the lower 9% of the five-year price distribution range. For soybeans, well, they've always been characterized by having insatiable demand worldwide. China has certainly been a large part of that. However, in the January 12th USDA report, the USDA cut soybean exports lower by 65 million bushels. Hopefully this is a momentary thing and soybean exports will pick up in the United States until South American supplies come online. Of course, there are some who say soybean acres will outstrip corn acres in 2018 in the United States. Whether that happens or not, it's clear that soybeans are finding favor. Canada last year, there was 2.3 million acres in Manitoba and 850,000 acres in Saskatchewan. Now that's indication that if the price is right, global 
Soybean expansion will certainly be in the offing. The March 2018, May 2018 soybean future spread as of January 12th is minus 11.5 cents U.S. This is considered bearish, and the March 2018 soybean contract is currently priced in the lower 22% of the five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, the soybean market's five-year seasonal index tends to trend up through mid-May. For wheat, while wheat continues to not get a lot of respect, as winter wheat acreage in the United States this year is the lowest in more than a century. In fact, in the January 12th report, many analysts had expected it to decrease further. Russia has certainly taken part of this business. There was also huge differences with regard to market fundamentals in the different classes of wheat, with protein being at a premium. Uneven weather currently in Kansas is causing some concern in these markets. Now, in Ontario, the winter wheat, which was under a thick blanket of snow, has seen a partial January thaw, much of it exposed in southwestern Ontario. As we all know, it is difficult to determine at this stage how the wheat will survive into next year. Canadian dollar will continue to have a substantial impact on the price of Ontario wheat. The Canadian dollar continues to influence our Ontario cash grain prices, especially for soybeans and wheat. It rose to over 80 cents U.S. on January 5th. Now news that Canada's unemployment rate had fallen to 5.7%, which is a 40-year low. However, it has been volatile. Rumors of an impending American exit from the NAFTA talks had it dropped three-quarters of a cent one day soon after. In Ontario farm country, watching the loony movement is so key to our marketing. These nuances in the Canadian dollar's movement will continue. However, generally speaking, the Canadian dollar moves in an inverse fashion to the value of the U.S. dollar. At a certain point, one would think that the American dollar would start rising again on their good economy. Now, that should be a signal for Canadian dollar weakness. In their January 12th USGA report, they pegged Brazilian soybean production at 110 million metric tons and Argentina at 57 million metric tons. Now, clearly, this is a big supply in the pipeline, but it's not made yet. South American weather is critical to sustaining this crop, and if it changes, soybean futures prices will move up. Their weather and corresponding movements and soybean futures prices needs to be closely monitored over the next four weeks. Now, despite bearish market conditions, history tells us there will be grain price rallies this winter and going into early spring. Farmers selling will be part of that equation. For many, bin doors are slammed shut, and they will eventually have to open. The challenge for Ontario producers is to measure all the different marketing factors that come into play, including our Canadian dollar. Capitalizing on those marketing opportunities when they arise. Learn from them and never look back. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for January and February of 2018. I'm Philip Shaw.